will listen this morning. You will be impacted in the name of Jesus. The word of God will come alive in you. The light of God will shine in your heart. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for an encounter with the word this morning. In the name of Jesus, an encounter with the word this morning. We give a praise for everyone, O oh Lord, here and everyone who will listen to this message. And Lord, light will break out in the name of Jesus. And every darkness will disappear in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, so it's, I'm excited to be here. And I know you are. This morning, we're, the title of my message is Raining. Uh, it's talking about you are destined to reign in life. Uh, you are destined to reign in life. You are destined to reign in life. Talk to your neighbor and tell them, I am destined to reign in life. Whether the devil likes it or not, I am destined to reign in life. And I will reign in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Destined to reign in life. Quickly, let's go to our uh, uh, passage quickly. Uh, text. Revelation chapter 1, uh, 5, 5 to 6. Revelation 1, 5 to 6. He said, I'm from Jesus, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. And the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and had made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. All right, supporting text, Revelation 5. Revelation chapter 5, and I'll read verse 9 and 10. Revelation 5, 9 and 10. He said, And they sing a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and had made us unto us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. We shall reign on the earth. Uh, it's important for us to know that uh, we are destined to reign in life. We're destined to reign. Uh, you know, the Bible says that those who ordain, he also predestined. And we are, we've been predestined to reign. And so there's nothing the devil can do about that. But it's important for us to know. Because if we don't know, the enemy feeds on our ignorance. The Bible says, you know, you know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Russia 4 verse 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The enemy will take advantage of us in the area of our ignorance. And so that's why it's important for us to know what is in the mind of God concerning us uh, right now. Hallelujah. So God has destined you to reign and rule in life as a king. A king doesn't struggle to reign. A king just carries that aura and authority everywhere the king goes. For example, if the queen of England comes into this room now, without even saying a word, and you identify that this is the queen of England, what, what do we do? Cutsy. 
We give her the honor. Without asking. She doesn't even have to demand it. Hallelujah. And you know, I believe the reason why God gave me this message to share with us this time is simply because there are things that are still messing us up. There are still situations that are still messing us up. And God wants us to know that no, no. God has set us above and we are above. Bible says, he that cometh from above is above all. So we are above all things. Hallelujah. He has given us dominion over everything. And so we need to have that understanding so that we can operate in the truth. Not only does God want you to know your royalty, He also expects you to live as one. We have royal blood flowing through our veins. He has made us king and priest in the kingdom of His Father, and we shall reign on the earth. The Bible says God has given the earth for the children of men. So we are in charge here, not the devil. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even have any authority anymore. Because all authority has been given to our God. And he has given us authority and power to us. That will say we shall drink deadly concussion or deadly poison and it shall not harm us. Why? Because we have the authority. Hallelujah. As God's royalty, you've been divinely delegated to exercise authority and dominion over the devil and the demonic forces of darkness. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 4. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 4. You are destined to reign in life. Ecclesiastes 8, 4. He said, where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what do you do? Where the word of a king is, there is power. All the king needs to do is just to make a decree. He's not even watching whether anybody is going to obey because they have no choice, but they have to obey the word of a king. You are a king. And so we need to understand that. Because if we don't understand that, we will live short of the expectation of God for our lives. Like somebody said, rightly said, he said, some, for some believers, we'll get to heaven and discover things that were made for us that we never took. The healing that was ours that we never took. The favor that was ours that we never took, we never received. The breakthrough, the open door that we never, we, we didn't go through because we didn't even know. You know, like, you know, jokingly they said, um, someone got to heaven and, and, and um, whether, it's, you know, whether it's a story or it's a joke or whatever it is, it, it, I believe it's kind of close to the truth uh, of what would be the, you know, the experience of some people. They got to heaven and they showed them their mansion and they got there and they, they discovered that in almost every room there were boxes stacked. You know, like people just moved. You know, when you just move, you stack your stuff in the box. So there were boxes there, and they said, well, what's, what are these boxes for? He said, well, those are the blessings that you're supposed to use when you were on the earth, and you never received them. So we stack them up for you in heaven. But they're not useful there. You don't need them. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21. We are far above principalities and power. 
You know, we have this understanding. A lot of us have the understanding that the devil is so powerful. As a matter of fact, people joke about this or they say it, in, in, you know, for real. It's a common thing where I grew up. They say the devil has power, but he doesn't have salvation. Lie, lie. Where is that written in the Bible? That's a lie from the pit of hell. He has no power. He's been stripped of every power. Look at what the Bible says here. Alright, let's read from verse 20. So we kind of um um alright, let, let's let's go to verse 17. He said that the that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power? All right, go to 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and everything that is named, not only in this world but also. In that which is to come. Everything that is named. Everything that has the name bows to the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. If you read from verse 7 to 11. The Bible says there. He humbled himself dying on the cross. And because he died on the cross. God gave him a name that is above every name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus. Every name bows. Poverty bows. You know lack bows. Sickness is bowed. Everything bows to that name. Hallelujah. According to Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4, your words are backed with power to change any negative situation and put the devil to fly each time. And that is why we don't leave everything. You know, there's something, we don't leave everything in the hand of God. There's something called responsibility. God has done everything that is to do for you and me. We need to take responsibility by exercising dominion and authority, by exercising power that he has given unto us. Nothing should be able to mess us up. Absolutely nothing. I was speaking with my, 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 one of my sons on, on Thursday when I picked them up, you know, and we were talking and we were talking about the storm. And, and he, 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 we were talking and I said to him, he was like, oh, the, the storm was really... He told me at a point... At the particular time, he said the, the storm stopped at their school. Although the power went out, but the storm, the wind stopped. And he told me the time, and I knew exactly, because that was the time that I was taking authority over that storm. And I declared, I declared, because the Bible said in Osea, it said, winds are from the treasures of God. And so I command the wind to go back there, in Jesus' name. And my, my, my car, everything was still around me. I was able to drive to where I was. I drove, I drove quite a bit. I drove close to an hour. But I didn't feel the storm. I didn't feel the wind again until I came out of the car. I started, you know, everywhere was like, the wind was almost blowing people off as they were walking. But I did not experience anything anymore in my car. And my son said at the same time, the, the storm stopped at their school. Why? I took authority where I was. And I talked to him and I said, boy, I spoke to that storm. You need the boldness, you need the confidence to know that 
You have the authority. Hallelujah. Oh, you have high blood pressure. It can't be. Oh, let's check you some more. Put your medication. No, that is not my portion. Oh, you know, I'm bleeding. Oh, look like I'm going to have a mask. No, 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 no. It can never be. Give me my food. You have to speak with authority. There are things that when the enemy, you know, he's always suggesting things to us. He doesn't have authority anymore. All he has are devices and deceptions and manipulations. And if you give in to all that, guess what? He's going to suggest things to you. And the moment you receive it in your spirit, guess what? It begins to manifest in the natural. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. Kings talk bold. They are not at the mercy of anyone. And it is not in their nature to be apologetic. You know how sometimes we, you, I've, I've been to places where professionals will say things and I'll say, no, that's not me. I went one time to do my physical and my, my not physical and my doctor said to me, he said, well, everything is all right, but, uh, you know, this cholesterol thing and, you know, you just have to watch it and uh, so that, you know, your liver doesn't get elevated. I said, that is not me. He said, what? I said, that is not for me. He said, no, I'm just, I said, no, that is not for me. Thank you very much. And I walked out. But sometimes you have to be rude because you know who you are. You understand what I'm saying? How many people have been misdiagnosed? That they'll say they have cancer. They didn't even have cancer. You understand what I'm saying? They bring anything to you that does not line up with the word of God. Immediately you reject it. It does not matter who it is. You say, no, that is not my portion. Don't be, don't apologize for your faith. Don't apologize for your conviction based on the word of God. Do not. If you don't want to become a victim. Bible says, Job 22, 28. Job 22, 28 says, You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. And light shall shine on your path. You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Romans 5, verse 17. Are we getting something out of this? I'm just angry at the devil this morning. And in January, I'm going to start exposing some things about him. We're going to go on spiritual warfare. Uh, we're going to learn about spiritual warfare. We want to learn about the rules of engagement. How do we engage him? It's nothing. But we give him so much power. We arrogate so much power to him. And he's messing up so many people. No. He has no such power. He says that like a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He's like a roaring lion. He's a paper lion. And then, can a paper lion bite you? No. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Romans 5, 17 says, if, For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He came. Through Adam, sin came. But through Jesus Christ, Righteousness, grace, forgiveness, the reigning in life was established. We lost dominion before God was restored. And that's why when I hear people say, oh, we are all sinners. I say, no, no, no. 
I used to be a sinner. I am not a sinner anymore. You know all this religious talk? No. Oh, we are all sinners, you know. Uh, I say, yeah, I'm not a sinner. I used to be. There's a difference. I am the righteousness of Christ, in Je- I mean, of Jesus. Uh, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The grace, where I'm saved by grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3. But then I know who I am in Christ. Don't give me a label that is not mine. Hallelujah. From just surviving to reigning. God wants us to not just survive, He wants us to reign. Because for some of us, we're just surviving. The Christian race is so, you know, it's not, uh, it's so, you know, it's, it's just, we're just going through the motions. That is not the best that God has for our lives. So maybe you're in a place where you feel like you're surviving instead of reigning. Maybe shame, disappointment, and setback has been the summary of your life. God is able to turn it around. Psalm 66. Because when you come to the truth, when you come to the knowledge of the truth, things begin to shift. It's not about perception. For example now, if I'm looking at this building, if I'm on the ground, I'm looking at this building, it's taller than me. But when I, can you imagine if I'm on the plane, in the air, and I look at this building, it will look so small. It's all about perception. A problem will look so big to you because you don't have an understanding of what, that you have power over that situation. But when you understand that you have power, then it looks small to you. It doesn't, it doesn't look threatening to you. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 66. Psalm 66. Thank you, Jesus. You're destined to win. In the name of Jesus, we're going to the new year with all our goodies. There will be no carryover of any kind this year. In the name of Jesus. He said, For thou, O God, from verse 10, 66 10, For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou brought us into the net. Thou layest affliction upon us, upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our head. We went through the fire and through water, but you brought us out into a worthy place. God is always bringing out. God is in the business of always bringing out. He took them from Egypt, brought them into the promised land. God is always bringing out. So no matter what you are going through right now, God is about to bring you out. The knowledge of the truth is going to bring you out. Light will shine. And you are out. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter uh, 49. Let's, let's read that. Isaiah 49. Let's see what it says. Even when you feel trapped, even when you willingly walked into captivity, look at what the Lord said I would do. Isaiah 49, verse 24. Isaiah 49, 24. It says, Shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, verse 25, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. The captive of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contend with thee, and I will save your children. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh. And they shall be drunken with their own blood as with sweet wine. And all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer. 
the mighty one on Jacob. God said, I put a seal on it. I am for you. No one can mess you up. He said, I will cause he that cause you. I am for you. Hallelujah. God's master plan is to take you from survival to dominion. The anointing that came upon you at salvation has changed your status. As king, you've been anointed for enthronement. You have been anointed for enthronement. Nothing should be able to dominate over you anymore. Hallelujah. You have been anointed to reign. Our identity is important. Our identity is for any. We're not just here to make up the number. We're not just here to live life as a mediocre. Gone at the time when you become a Christian and people expect you to be poor. People expect you to be wretched. People expect you to just manage, to just manage through life. Broke and busted through life. No. That is not the truth. That is not the truth. We are not beggars. Kings don't beg. They have unlimited resources. In England now, you know, they're complaining about the, the Queen's family or that, all that. But has anybody been able to do anything about it? They say, oh, eh, their expenses. Oh, they spend them. They don't even worry about how much to spend. They just spend the money. <laughs> Whether you, if you like, complain from today to next year, they are still spending the money. <laughs> if you are not happy, you to go, maybe die and, and ask God to that they give back to you in that royal family so that at least you can be part of it. But we have royal. Can you imagine? That is the earthly royal royalty. Now imagine. The heavenly royalty. Jesus Christ was so rich that even the, the Bible said the clothes on him, they were, they were, they were fighting. He wasn't poor. Because we know we, religious people read and they said, oh, Jesus Christ became poor so that through his you know, poverty we might be rich or not. No, he was not poor. What he did was, by his death, he destroyed poverty. That's all he did. He wasn't poor. He said, oh, you know, foxes, foxes have holes, you know, um, birds have nests and all that. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Meaning that he doesn't have a house. is a lie. There was a place in the Bible where he told them, come and see where I dwell. So he had a place, he was sleeping, he was not homeless. <laughs> you know, sometimes the way religious people read the Bible, they just read it to suit what they want to. They want to see. Hallelujah. So redemption has covered or conferred on you dignity, excellence, and a place at the top. Deuteronomy 28. There's a place for you at the top if you are interested. There is a place for you. Hallelujah. Because you know, sometimes when I go for some, maybe I need something and some and somebody tells me, oh no, you can't have that. And I just say, yeah, okay, thank you. Next, I just go to the next one. I don't see that as rejection. I just see that there's a bigger, better door for me. Are you with me this morning? God is good. I say God is good. Deuteronomy 28, see here verse 1 and 2. It says, And it shall come to pass 
If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all this commandment which I commanded this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. There's a place for you at the top. Hallelujah. I want you to know that you are unstoppable. As I begin to round up, you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. Say, I am unstoppable. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can delay what God wants to do in my life. I'm taking a full delivery of all that God has for me this year. In the name of Jesus. If God created the heaven in, God created the earth in six days, God is able to do much more in the remaining eight days of this year for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You were not created for mediocrity. God has ordained you for position and prominence in order to fulfill his purpose for your life. Can you imagine? If you don't enter, if you don't occupy the space God wants you to occupy, if you, if you are not in the place where God wants you to be, how do you fulfill the larger purpose of God? Do you know the purpose of God on this earth? We all have individual part to play in the fulfillment of it. Even those who are here to come to the Lord now, they have a part to play. And they will come to the Lord, they will come to the knowledge of the truth, and they will play their own part. But you that you are already in the kingdom, you need to be conscious of the fact that you are unstoppable because it is the person behind you that determines whether you are stoppable or not. And you have God behind you. You carry his presence with you everywhere you go. Don't ever see yourself and think you are just a nobody. You're, 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 you know, you're, don't, don't look at your earthly status and let that determine who you are in God. Your you know, temporary situation that is subject to change. The Bible says the things we can see are subject to change. Mm. It's subject to change. Yes. And God can change it like that mm. in a moment. Mm. You see someone broke today and nothing, and then all of a sudden they come to the knowledge of the truth. And within a year there's a transformation. That We've had testimonies of that. We've seen that. Mm. Hallelujah. Mass. Between now, between the time that we started this ministry, which is just a few months now, and now, there were, for example, there was something I was, I've been waiting on the Lord for 10 years for. And because I was in the right season and I, I was in obedience to God, to the leading of the Lord, guess what? It came just like that, like a dream in the night. Man. It took 10 years. When you are badly, when you are wrongly located, your location cannot come. But when you are rightly located, guess what? The anointing of His comes upon you. Someone saw me um, you know, just a picture of mine a few days ago, and he said, He said, Pastor, what's going on? He said, There's this glow upon you. And I said, and I said to him, I said, Well, the only reason why that will be is because I'm actually in the center, at the center of the will of God for my life. He said, Yes, I agree with you, sir. And the other day I looked at myself in the mirror, and I saw myself in the mirror. I saw like my face was not my face. I saw my face change, transformation, transfiguration. I saw a glow that I've never seen before. I saw that glow. And I heard God say that was what they saw on the mantle of transfiguration. They saw Jesus change before them. They saw the glory of God. So that's the glory. It doesn't take God 10 years to change your story. 
Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Be, I, I, I included it because I just wanted to. Bible said that God is the one, Psalms 75, verse 6 to 7. It said God is the one who lifts people up. So the one in charge of that is God. Number, number I wanted to share the story of T.D. Jakes. Uh, I discovered recently that T.D. Jakes, Bishop T.D. Jakes, only has a high school diploma. Can you believe that? And you see what he has done? Even people who have their PhD, they've not even been able to achieve half of what God has done in his life. But you know why? He got hold of his redemption identity, his status in God. Hallelujah. I, I gathered it also. I, I was, I was, you know, I saw the story of Kirk Franklin. The Kirk Franklin that you know, sing uh, gospel. And songs and, and and I discovered that for him to even learn how to play the piano, his mom was gathering <laughs> beer cans. People would drink the beer, the can. She would gather it and get you know recycle it for money to be able to send it to learn to play the piano. What is your story? What is your story? And you think God cannot turn your life around? What is your story? I mean, I just included this this morning, you know, because I just wanted us to know, to, to get angry at the devil, to be so uncomfortable with our situation, to say, Lord, like Davis, change my story. I am destined to reign in life. I am not destined to struggle. Change my story. I am destined to walk in health. I am not supposed to be at the hospital all the time. Every time in and out of hospital. Change my story. Because if you don't take that authority, and, and nothing's going to change. God does not move. He's not moved by the, by the tears and, and, and uh, Lord, why me? The pity party. God doesn't get involved in pity party. No, he doesn't. But all God wants is someone who can come in boldness and say, Devil, you've messed, messed up with you. You are messing up with the wrong person. In the name of Jesus, I ask you now, take your dirty, filthy hand off my life. Take your dirty, filthy hand off my family. Take your dirty, filthy hand off my career. Take your dirty, filthy hand off my marriage. In the name of Jesus, I begin to call the power of God. To come into that situation. That's what God is. That, those are the people God is looking for. In this house, we are raising a supernatural army. People who know their value in God, people who know their position in God, people who know their authority in God, and they will take dominion because that is what God has ordained for us to be. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God's grace and righteousness has placed you in an enviable position. If Joseph and David were unstoppable, nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop you. David was ordained as a king, and for 13 years, he was still going from cave to cave. He was running, and he became a fugitive. But at the end of the day, the Bible said, God. He said, David perceived in his heart that God has established him as a king over Israel, and he was established. You have to come to that awareness and say, no, I'm a king. I'm a king. I, I happen to come from a, a royal family, you know, my 
where I came from, my home um, city. I, I'm part of a royal family there, and and, uh, and there's something I grew up hearing. When you see royal, when you see a prince or a princess, there's always royalty with them. And it's not it's not about how they are dressed. It is how they are addressed. Are you with me this morning? So it doesn't matter whether you are wearing a $2,000 suit or you are wearing a $5 suit. It is not what you are wearing. It is how you are dressed. It is the status that you have. If Bigate comes into this room now and wore a t-shirt and we know it's Bigate, what do we do? We know that it's not because he can't afford a t-shirt and, you know, maybe a nicer clothes. He just used to dress like that. I was surprised when um, uh, the Facebook guy, Mark, when he went to uh, the Senate, he was wearing his. I was like, Ooh, "That's strange." He didn't even look. Or he didn't look. He didn't look good in the suit. <laughs> Are you with me? But you see, when you see a bring a king, you see signs of royalty around the king. What can people see when they look at your life? Can they see royalty? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The anointing of God that came upon you as salvation had made you unstoppable. The Bible says, Romans 8 verse 10, it said, Now we're more than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Also, I want us to know that we are eagles, and eagles don't hang around chicken. And I, and, and I just want to talk for a few minutes about on this, because... To a large extent, I discovered that some of the strongholds, like we learned uh, at the Bible study on Wednesday, some of the strongholds that we, we are dealing with are our experiences. Experiences. Things that we've been exposed to. Because your exposure determines your revelation. The things that we're exposed to, experiences that we've had of life, those are strongholds too. That if we don't bring take them down, they will continue to affect us. And so, uh, when we, the Bible says here, Proverbs 13 verse 20, it says, if you associate with wise men, you will be wise. It says, but companions or fools shall be destroyed. So in this season, watch your association. Watch the people that you hang around. Are you with me? This is a good time to say bye-bye to some relationships. This is a good time to Get rid of some exes, ex this, ex that. Just, you know, unblock them, unfollow them, draw them. Whatever you can do, just get rid of them. It can't go. And not only just people, but even some habits. You don't need all those hang-ups. You don't need them. Because, you see, if anything, if something is not adding value to you, why are you still making it part of your life? No. There were some, you know, there, there were some things I had to do recently. I just had to do some things. Amen? I cannot be sentimental about my destiny. My destiny is so important. It's so, it's so important to me and to God. I cannot. And it's, you need to get rid of some relationships. You are an ego. You cannot be hanging around chickens. Because you become like those you hang around. Who are the people who have access into your life. Have access to speak into your life. 
have access to your hair gates. Have, you know, they, 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 they have access to you and they, they now cause what I call conflicting opinions. You say, how long are you going to be of two opinions? If, if Jehovah be God, choose him. If Bear be God, choose him. How long are you going to be of two opinions? Eagles don't hang around chicken. When you gave your heart to Jesus, there was a divine exchange. And that is how it is. Hallelujah. So you've been saved, and God has restored you back to your original purpose. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lastly, I want us to know that all things are ready. Jesus has finished. When he said it is finished, it was finished. There's nothing else that God has to do for us. He's done everything. Absolutely everything. He didn't say it's finished because he was tired. He said it's finished because he was done. And he has put us here. He has put us in charge here. Hallelujah. So henceforth, I don't want you to hear that the devil is messing you up. You mess him up. You put him in his place. Hallelujah. I don't want to hear, oh, this, this, this. No, 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 no. Get in the word. Get a revelation of the truth. Of what God said concerning that situation and address it by the word of God. And you'll see if things will not change. Everything will turn around. Behind the scripture is the voice of God. Behind every word of scripture is the voice of God. And the Bible says the voice of God is like the voice of many waters. So you hear the voice of God, there is no way. When God appeared, what happened? The Bible says mountain were leveled. He said the hills, they were skipping like rams. They cannot stand the presence of God. And you carry God with you everywhere you go. For your life is hid with Christ in God. Your life is hid with Christ in God. So everywhere you go, you carry God's presence with you. Are you with me this morning? I take authority when I want to sleep at night. I say, now, the king is about to lie down. Now, uninterrupted sleep. In Jesus' name. And I sleep. There was a time I was having some you know, terrible nightmare many years ago. And I was like, what is all this disrupting my sleep at night? You know what I did? I took authority. I said, Lord, I don't want to dream all these terrible dreams. Father, from today, I want to begin to dream about heaven. You know? <laughs> at least there was an exchange. Instead of nightmare, Lord, show me your glory. Show me what is going on in heaven. At least where your treasure is there, your heart will be. I'm going to heaven. At least let me begin to see what it looks like before I get there. Hallelujah. And guess what? God did. So if, if I have a dream now, it's God visiting me and showing me things. Are you with me? Or maybe sometimes you have a dream of rapture. You know, God is just telling you, don't lose sight of the rapture. But not that uh, you are there, you have a dream. And there's one man with one machete. He's running after you. I'll cut you down. No, no, that's not what we're talking about. 
There was one of my mentors. He was sleeping and he had a dream. And they put him, he saw himself in a coffin. And while he was sleeping, his spirit was fighting with the devil, even in his sleep. He was saying, no, devil. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't, you, no, no, no. You are stupid to even think that in my sleep you can bury me. No, I, I'm not dying. You don't see the dead. You don't see the living among, you don't look for the living among the dead. I am alive. I'm not dying. Even when he was sleeping. Some of us will see a little uh, spider running around and then we're just we're all over the place. Like, oh, they've come again. No, they have not come. You take charge. Hallelujah. You take charge. Your miracle is in your mouth. Say what you want to happen. And the devil has no choice but to obey. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can we talk to the Lord this morning? Can we talk to the Lord this morning? You heard enough. Talk to him now. Talk to him now. I am destined to reign in life. And reigning, I will reign. In the name of Jesus. I am destined to reign. I am destined to reign. And I will reign in the name of Jesus. If you are here this morning and you know that your relationship with the Lord is not the way it should be, this is the time for you to go before him and just talk to him. Ask him now. Ask him that, Lord, I ask you, Lord, Confess your sin before him. Ask him to come into your life. And if you, you know that your relationship with him right now is not the way it should be, like you're backsliding, ask him. Say, Lord, I repent. I come back to you. Lord, help me. Help me, receive me. Thank you for forgiving me. In the name of Jesus, begin to declare to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank God for your position in Christ. Thank God for your position in Christ. Thank God for supernatural transformation. Thank God because your past is no longer affecting your present. It's no longer affecting your future. Thank God for the victory of the cross for you. It is for you and for you. For you and for you. Say, I receive that which the Lord has completed on the cross for me. Thank you, O Lord, for the power of redemption. Thank you, O Lord, for the birth, the death, and the resurrection of my Lord Jesus. Thank you, O oh Lord. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. He said that spirit that raised him from the dead will quicken your mortal body. Thank you for quickening within my body, soul, and my spirit. In the name of Jesus, I declare that I am destined to reign in every aspect of life because of my position in Christ Jesus. I am seated above every principality, far above every principality and power. And so therefore, I am destined to reign in the name of Jesus. I want you to declare, I declare I'm above sickness. I declare that I'm above every generational cause. I'm above every contrary covenants. I'm above rejection and shame. I'm above disappointments. I'm above failure and setbacks. I'm destined to reign in life in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth, and I take it by faith. Give a praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, we worship and adore you. We give a praise, O oh Lord, this morning for the word that you have sent to us. Give us a heart of understanding. Help us to apply this truth into every area of our lives. In the name of Jesus. 
Lord, at the end of today, let things begin to shift already. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father.